When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you or someone you love has a mobility issue that could lead to a slip in the tub or shower, you owe it to yourself to call Premier Bathrooms. The doctor said he was worried that I wouldn't be able to take care of myself. Premier Bathrooms removed my fear with my easy entry walk-in bath. Premier Bathrooms is a world-class leader in transforming your bathroom with safe, easy-to-use, easy-entry baths featuring hydrotherapy. I call to transform my bathroom. The fact is, Premier transformed my life. Call for your free, no-obligation information pack. You'll discover how easy, quick, and beneficial the Premier experience is. It's pressure-free, and that's important to me. Let Premier Bathroom share over 20 years of trusted expertise and guaranteed results. Hey guys! Straight from the library of Alexandria, thousands of leagues beneath the sea, it's your hosts and intrepid explorers, Dan, Jimmy, and Audrey from Scraping the Vault. Yeah. Today we're talking about an awesome movie. Oh no, it's not an awesome movie. Quick, reverse, ah, start over. The movie was, it was, it was... Milo's Return. Atlantis. The city of Atlantis. Milo's Return. The movie's Atlantis. <laughs> Milo's <Welcome>. Return. <laughs> Good job, Audrey. Thank you so much. I think I really got it this time. You nailed, nailed it. it. Totally Thank nailed you. it. Well, there's you could have a leak. From the ashes of ancient <laughs> civilization. But that's all right. All right. Well, yeah, that's fine. Compliment, compliment, critique. So, right. I think you guys checked out. (laughs) We nailed it. I (laughs) thought it was supposed to be compliment, critique, compliment. Compliment sandwich is also good. Yeah, I like a good open-faced compliment sandwich. Yeah, it's it's question. (laughs) It's compliment, compliment, question. Ooh. If you're if you're doing an interview. All right, let's try. Audrey, you are a fantastic person. You're oh, incredibly thank you funny. So much. Oh no. You're charming Stop. and lovely. Oh, that's too many compliments. Did you have to intro the show that way? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a bit of a uh, of How did it work? How did it go? It went fine. Thank no, you. No, I mean Jimmy. my compliment compliment question. Oh, how did oh. That work out? <laughs> was that it was great. It was very effective. Okay. You're a great you're a great host. It's so fun to work with you. Jimmy, you ask great questions. Now, why did you have to sound so patronizing when you asked me? <laughs> that's that's effective. Yeah, <laughs> right. I like it. You kind of try it with a loved one. Try it with a loved one today. Yeah. Okay. Or as Dan like to put it, if you like this movie, you are. What did you say? Dead. Mm-hmm. No. You said if you oh. like this movie, <laughs> that you need to be prepared for an intervention. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into it. 
Yeah, we got to give Dan his two compliments and then ask him a question oh, okay. first. Do you want to do it? Dan, why don't you do it to yourself? Is that the question? No, no, no. That no a that's statement. a statement. Okay. Um, um, you have Dan. Yes. Dan, you you're an excellent Dan. sound designer. Dan. We love working with you. you. Your they, sense of humor is so unique. Why are you taking so long to answer this? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask how long my obsession with walk-in bathtubs was going to last. Yeah, we need to we need to unpack that. Because I I don't know. I don't know. I just <laughs> I find it just funny that advertisements exist for them. Yeah. I was watching um uh the oh god, I'm just, uh, yeah, the thing on HBO John Oliver Last week tonight, mm-hmm. they had, you know, everything is connected. He was talking about the internet and malware and phishing and that kind of thing. And that, you know, everything's connected. Our thermostats are connected. Somebody could hack in and, and put the temperature at 99 degrees unless you pay me X amount of money, that kind of thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's a legit actual happen. Yeah. They have connected butt plugs <laughs> 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 and they showed a commercial for them. Oh, God. It was- Funny, you got to watch that episode. John, I, I think John Oliver. I, I think where this minor obsession came from was when I was listening to terrestrial radio for some time on purpose because terrestrial. If if you haven't, it, it's funny. Um, and this commercial kept coming up, just opened with this woman saying, "No more cold seats." <laughs> <laughs> Was that it was for a just, heated bidet. It, it was for a walk-in bathtub that the seats heat themselves. And but the way that she said no more cold seats was like so like it was so funny to me that I was just like I wanted to hear more from this woman. <laughs> and yeah, I think we just did. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Is it is it insensitive? Probably, but no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So we watched the Atlantis sequel. I watched the original last night because I'd never seen it before. Me too. Think. And my, I gave you both my my takeaway because I'm watching this thing and they are trying to shove the submarine voyage attraction down my throat. They're like (laughs) using the same lines. Helmsman, do the thing. It's like they wanted this to be. The overlay to the submarine voyage so hard. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, didn't, didn't work out. It would have been cool. It would have been so cool. It would have been cool, but I don't know how it would have worked functionally. But I guess that's the Imagineer's job. So, well, um, I mean, it, to to me, it made perfect sense. Like I'm watching this movie. I'm like, yes, that would work. Yes, that would work. Sea monsters, sea creatures, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all all of it works. They could have made it work if people had watched this movie. Right. Yes. But only Audrey did. <sighs> well, yeah. only, only Audrey liked it. Only a thousand <laughs> times or so. Yeah. You guys didn't like yeah. it? Uh, well, it was before, we, hold on, before we get into all of the things. No, that, that, no we're talking about the first one. Okay. One okay, today. okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, the original Atlantis, the lost world, the lost empire, mm-hmm. it was, it was fine. Like it, my kids wouldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, neither did hey, I'm gonna kids watch at the time it came out. What's that? And neither did kids at the time it came out. That's true. I was yeah. like, hey, kids, I'm going to watch this cool movie called Atlantis, The Lost Empire. You want to watch with me? Like, not interested. Was it okay. the name? 
I, I don't know. They wanted to do something on the – they wanted to watch YouTube Kids or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I've, we've all I, been there. I did enjoy the first one. Um, where it worked, it worked really, really well. And then there are parts where I was like, yeah, this kind of feels like that era of Disney. But mm. not in a harsh way, just sort of like a, yeah, they were going through some stuff. Um, <laughs> I – think it's my second favorite indiana jones movie Um, i like the way that it's it is an indiana jones movie it basically is so right you're so right yeah i mean it 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 it, and you know it's the sequel should have been also but it i have another comparison that i'll get into later Mm, there you go so yeah. the first one, it was, it was fun. I liked the premise. I see. Here's the thing. Michael J. Fox is a wonderful actor. I really enjoy his work, but it mm-hmm. doesn't work as a, as a voice no. character. He doesn't work as a voice actor. You don't think? I don't think because all I can see is Michael J. Fox because he's got such a distinct voice enough that there are people who are really good at impersonating said voice <laughs> enter oh, this movie. Yeah. Are you talking about um, me? Hello, no. I'm Michael J. Fox. Hello. <laughs> Sultan. I thought who's we got rid of you in episode two. Was I in Who's the Boss? No family ties. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think Michael J. Fox worked as a voice actor. Um, but, you know, in general, good voice talent. And it's a fun story. And I mean, like to a point where it's like, I don't want to say believable, but they they made a compelling argument for this world. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, after having seen, I went to a museum in Texas and watched the, um, I saw a Pompeii exhibit. And like Mm -hmm. after seeing that, knowing that Atlantis would have been, you know, so many, and how many hundreds of years did we not know this thing even happened in Pompeii? So it's very likely that this lost continent of Atlantis actually existed. Right. Mm -hmm. I think James Cameron has a little thing about it. So feasibly, this thing could, could be a thing. But by the way, the Pompeii thing was fascinating. I had no idea. I mean, I'd heard about it, but I had no idea. And they actually had these bodies on display, an actual body in the position that it, you know, died in. And it was was fascinating. I had no idea. And again, for how many hundreds of years did people not know this place even was a thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think this movie... There's an audience for this movie, but I don't know who it is, and I don't know. It was it's eight. It was like eighth graders who liked anime and had friends that told them they were 400 year old vampires, and they had just finished reading Harry Potter, and they were starting to read Twilight. Um, but Twilight was obviously much worse. Um, and I'm not describing my eighth grade. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think you're actually onto something. Very I think I think this is this is. Like the the audience is definitely like a middle school ish audience, I think, yeah. and that fits for me because it's like, well, just look at the color scheme. It's not a happy yeah. color scheme. It's a, it's a dark a and moody point. color scheme. It's a tween scheme. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it definitely has. <laughs> it, and it, but it still has like, you know, as I've said, I, I work in the education industry, and I have some opinions about middle school that. I'm going to share right now. Um, the reason why I think middle schoolers are generally um, horrible monsters, not yours, listener, of course. Um, I have one. Not yours, Jimmy. Um, but so generally sure speaking, okay. <laughs> middle schoolers 
are known for being horrible monsters. And I think it makes sense because first of all, your body's turning on you and that really sucks. And Mm. second, the things that like used to be cool and interesting and fun are stupid now. And that's really hard to deal with. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you haven't, and all you're seeing is that these things are changing and, and these toys that you used to like to play with are now baby toys and they're stupid and nothing has come in to replace it yet. It will, but it's really hard to believe that when your body's turning on you and everything sucks. Mm -hmm. So I think that this movie is really perfect. Not this movie, the, the Atlantis, the, the first Empire. movie. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about the other one. Oh, <laughs> is we should. Really, is really perfect for that sort of mindset because it still has uh, enough trappings of like Disney stuff to be familiar, but mm-hmm. like it's also an adventure thing. It, it, you can, you know, there's, there's a little bit of sexy time. Jimmy, control yourself. Um, <laughs> Were they and, anthropomorphic animals? Well, I, that's why I want to know. <laughs> um, oh, ding, ding, ding. Oh, alert, yeah. alert. Yeah. Uh, Facebook fact checkers are going to call me out real quick because uh, the movie Atlantis came out in 2001. So I was definitely not in eighth grade yet. I was younger. Ah, okay. Those Facebook um, fact checkers, get out of here. This yeah. is a podcast. How did you find me? Is yeah. that a gun? <laughs> oh, jeez. They're intense. Indeed. Um, so this came out in 2001? Oh, Atlantis did, not this The one. original, sorry, yeah. yes. Original. Oh, what a this perfect is one of the only. Oh. This is the only, I believe, only mainstream Disney animated movie that I have uh-huh. not seen. Uh, Chicken Run? Saw it. Chicken Run was Disney? On the ranch. No, Chicken Little? Chicken Little. Chicken Run was the claymation one. Oh, okay. Chicken Little. Which is a fabulous movie. Another Michael J. Fox joint, by the way. What about, uh, Rockadoodle Do? Was that a mainstream Disney? I don't know. I, anyway, we can fact check it later. The point is, I didn't know anything (laughs) about this, so. I watched it. I think I watched it too close to watching the sequel. And when did the sequel come out? That's a good question, Jimmy. Uh, the sequel came out in 2003. And in Have we talked about Christmas trees yet? <laughs> in 2003, let's see. I, I want to document the um, decline of TV into a nightmare. So... Shows that started that year were Peep Show. Uh, it's a Mitchell and Webb show. I actually, you, if you're not familiar with it, try watching it. They're great. Chappelle Show, Full Metal Alchemist. Alchemist? <gasps> One of my Alchemist. favorite animes of all time. Mythbusters. Yes. Tuck, One Tree Hill. The OC. NCIS. Two and a Half Men. And Arrested Development. However, best show on television. Yeah, some of those shows are really good. Now let's talk about the top, let's say, 10. Number 10, everybody everybody loves Raymond. Number nine, are you ready for some football? Yes, I am. Monday Night Football. CSI Miami in number eight. Survivor, number seven. ER, number six. Number five, The Apprentice, a little show called The Apprentice that you might have heard about. (laughs) <laughs> Number four, Friends. 
And number three, American Idol Wednesday. Number two, American Idol Tuesday. And number one, American Idol CSI Crime Scene Investigation, whatever day that was on. Ooh. Wow. Arrested Development is a phenomenal show. It's a really good show. It's a shame that it didn't make it. I agree. Rest in peace. Arrested Mm -hmm. in peace. May it arrest in peace. (laughs) So, Um, all right. So, Audrey, you had a particular love for this original film. Yes. Um, what did you think that the sequel was going to be? Um, this is, this is my worst concept ever. Uh oh. <laughs> it's That's Atlantis. Milo's returning the book he borrowed from the first movie. Oh, the diary. Yeah. So it's just a, I guess it's just an adventure home, you know? But it, like, they make good movies about that. Like, what about the three dog, the cat, the dog, and the, other dog that get lost homeward bound you know mm. they made a whole movie about getting home same with like north which is the one with elijah wood right i'm sure. coming home yeah so so it could work but but you know throw in some cool um ancient technology beasts and like uh maybe a dirigible boom mm. done sure Boom. I, careful when you say dirigibles and <laughs> Whoops. Boom. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> look at, I wrote a plot for a new movie. It took me like what? Oh, 10 seconds. Oh no. Five. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get into uh, the racist stereotypes of this, especially this so... movie. Wait, wait, what are you uh, talking about? How I have no idea not... what you're talking about. What? There's they're racism? Not they, they, stereot- they okay, did racism. Maybe stereotypes. <laughs> okay. There, hold on. Are they, are we not allowed to make fun of people? We can make fun of people. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tread, I'm going to tread very carefully here just for a second. Okay. Are you still treading? Okay. I'm I'm treading. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. yeah. You could stall for time, play some background music or don't, you know, I just. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those days. Actually, this might be the worst possible music to play for this. It's. Um, are we not allowed to have any stereotypes in movies at all because those stereotypes in movies are, are, we're not, they're not saying in the movie that any of those characters are less than anybody else. They're just, except for the stinky Frenchman. But he still has redeeming qualities. It's not like they're saying he's an idiot, he's stupid, he sucks, he's terrible, and we hate him. No, he helps save the day. Exactly. So there's no harm in my opinion, in having those caricatures. Okay. You know what? I'm going to buttress your argument and say that the characters in this movie are like Epcot. Like when you go to the France Pavilion or the Germany Pavilion, like that's not what Germany's like, but that's kind of what everybody thinks of when they go there. (laughs) Right. It's kind of the stereotype, not in a bad way, just sort of the heightened caricature of what that country is at to no most point, Americans. Yeah. And at no point is they, uh, at no point are they saying that like the characters with accents are less capable or are less, uh, successful or, you know, less important than the main characters. That's, I, I that's think why problem, I don't have a problem with it. They're funny. Think, and it's just like, can we not laugh at this? Cause everybody's. I, I, treated equally in their characters you know even the like old woman is like hello i think the issue that i have with specifically the sequel is it, they lean a little hard they on did. that being it's not as funny of, 
it's yeah, kind the of the Italian one definitely had to put oregano in his bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a a lazy Yeah. That, you know what? I think you nailed it. It's just lazy characterizations of these stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to hear what I thought? Yes. Oh, you have one. I have one. So I wrote this before I watched it. Um so it's uh, Milo's return, Atlantis Milo's return. Milo stayed behind with Pandora Pocahontas. Because <laughs> that's what she is. You mean super cool and awesome Kita, who's Kida. like fun She's and Pandora powerful. Pocahontas, 100%. <laughs> In this movie, he is back on the main Earth part of the planet with Pandora Pocahontas, or Pandahontas. Wait, Pandora? It's Atlantis. Like the world of Avatar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, right. Which is Pocahontas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pandora Pandahontas. And he has to venture back to Atlantis to save the Atlanteans from being raided again by an army of douchebags who want to mine their unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could totally fit in this universe. Cause, right? Yeah. The, the technology that they have, the crystals looks just yeah. like the same thing. Like unobtainium. And they even had floating mountains in this one. Spoiler. Whoa. Ooh. Here's what I have, and I I'm I kid you not. I was thinking, okay, first I was thinking, wouldn't it be interesting? Although they're probably not going to do this if they have like the second movie is about it addresses like in a kid friendly way it addresses Atlantean like politics and maybe there's like a sect that is like super super like hardcore about like. No, we trade must not routes. have, we, we must not have, you know, we think of talking about trade Ooh. routes. Yeah. No, I mean, I was just thinking like, what if we, cause the first, the first one did a really good job of world building, but also having that nice thing where like, it's still super vague. So there's a lot of places we can go in that world. So what if we explored that and just used some kind of weird, like old school Atlantean, sect as like a reason to do that um mm. and then i thought no they're probably not going to do that what they're probably going to do is have uh an atlantis like culture that they are like at war with or that they have some sort of issue with mm-hmm. maybe say in in the old west <laughs> Oh boy. How did and, you and how then, Dan how? Well, right. And then the, and then we'll get of course we'll get into it in greater detail, but I just just in case I forget to say the first third or so of the movie, I was like, "Oh, there's no way it will be." That. <laughs> Second third? Not so Second, certain. Not so much. So Do you have uh do you have the trailer for us? I have a trailer. Oh boy. Uh-oh. What could it be? Tell me, Mr. Franklin. Have you ever known anyone with Alzheimer's? What? No. What if you could end all that suffering with a single pill? Just Give me till Monday morning, sea. 48 hours. <laughs> 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 the most advanced research facility in the world. Whoa. I want to watch this movie now. Beneath its glassy you, surface. Oh, if, so if you haven't seen the deep blue sea, specialist you need working to. Against it's I, ridiculous. It's like, Sam Jackson. Yeah. On an experiment to benefit mankind. Oh, this is probably a YouTube. I wish I wish millions of lives. 
tell me I didn't see that. They recognize that. This Atlantis always makes me think of the movie Blue Submarine Number Six, which is an anime. It's also really cool, and everyone should watch it. I love you so much. Goodbye. Thanks. So yeah, this Deep Blue Sea is. You know how like serious the the trailer makes it sound? Mm-hmm. It's it's not. It's, it's very silly. Is it it's is it a drinking movie? A drinking game shows. movie? Oh Where yeah. Where you drink games? Oh yeah. 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 Oh. Like it's not a Steven Seagal movie, but if they if they were to digitally add Steven Seagal, it it would make it would, it would improve it. Would it? It, would, it would at least make more sense. Which, like, yeah, of course, this movie's like this because look, there's Steven Seagal, <laughs> and and it's fair that you pulled Deep Blue Sea because of the first act of this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, um, if I'm being more honest, it was just wouldn't it be fun? Be funny if I played the Deep Blue Sea. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so let's get into it. Very good. Because I have I have notes. Anchors away. <laughs> Helm but to I, 180. <laughs> but I do want to acknowledge something real quick. I, I booked a vacation on concierge this week with a the Coop family. And I'll probably tell the the, the longer version of the story on the uh, the Supreme Resort. But long story short, um he's a uh, the the patriarch of the family, is a Supreme Resort ears up listener, I should say. And Hi. so they sent us, hello. they sent him over to the ears up that all the ears up listeners get sent to me. Right. So we're talking about, you know, Disney world and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I said, so you listen to ears up. He's like, yeah. Uh, you know, I just got a new job. And, and, uh, so I kind of cut out some of my podcast listenings. And so I listened to ears up and I was like, yeah, that's good. I, I kind of joke that, you know, that I joke with Jason that the ears up is a podcast about Disneyland hosted by people who hate Disneyland. And he's like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's totally true. And I was like, yeah, on, on my show, you know, we do a little history and we, history of each thing. And we kind of argue it's a little, it kind of tends to be a more, a little more Disney world centric, but he's like, wait, are you Jimmy from the Supreme resort? And I was like, yes, <laughs> I am. Oh my and, God. And he's like, he's like, I, he's like, that's another one of the podcasts that I that I listen to. And he's like, I also listen to Scraping the Vault. I'm like, do you enjoy it? And he's like, yes. I was like, have you seen any of those movies? He's like, no, but I don't need to. <laughs> so um, I think it, we, I was validated. We should thank this person. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, well, I don't want to. I, I don't want to call out. I already gave the last name, so let's just keep okay. it at the Coop Coop family. Mr. Coop and family, thanks for listening. Yeah, indeed. Mr. Anyway, so Mr. Coop and family, we love you. Yes, we do. We love you, and I'm not going to go into their vacation details, but okay. they're going to have a good time. <laughs> you so, don't have their credit card number. <laughs> I do not. Oh, damn. But I, I have their address. Can I tease a uh, video like this? <laughs> hey, <laughs> they're staying at a beautiful two-bedroom <laughs> villa. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm excited for them. Gonna have, I'm very jealous that where they're staying and it's going to be a wonderful time. So I'm excited for that. Um, but let's get into what happened in Atlantis Milo's return. I think before we do, it would oh, be boy. now would be a perfect time for a real quick ad break. Hi, it's me, Bob Shapek. Please send me your money. That's it. Thank you. And now here is another ad. 
Maybe. We aren't really sure if Jason got bamboozled by the company he is using or not. So you're either going to hear another ad or we'll just go back to the show. Now that's really it. Bye, suckers. I mean hey. magic. People. Imagine. Wish. Bye for realsies this time. <laughs> and we're and back. we're back. Who's All right. Bob Shabak? Chapek, he's the Chapek. CEO of Disney. Yeah. Oh, okay. remember, remember Paul Pressler? Yes. We, that's maybe what we're. It might at. be Pressler 2.0. He's Bob number two. Oh, okay. Bob Iger was the president or old CEO Bob. prior to. He's old Bob. This is new Bob. Bob Iger. His last name's like my last name, but missing a G. <gasps> totally. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Atlantis, Milo's return. It's a foggy night when a large ship sails across the sea. Close up on a couple of sailors, presumably German, who are grateful to no longer be working on U-boats. Yes. One says. Sorry. Go ahead. No. It was subtitled and I was like, oh, did I leave? Did I leave the subtitles on? And then I was like, oh, I totally thought the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, But one, one of them's like, don't you miss the U-boats? And he's like, yeah, but don't you miss the excitement? Just then, the boat is struck, and out of the water come the large tentacles of a giant sea creature. It's the Kraken! Mm-hmm. Release the, the Kraken. Don't you miss the Kaiser? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, then we cut to the title card, Atlantis, Milo's Return. Mm-hmm. Then narration begins explaining that 8,000 years ago, Atlantis was doomed or something, but I today we are reborn. I hate so much. She is, she's flying on her electric flying jet ski over a sea of CGI lava, followed by lava breathing whales. Lava. Wow. Look at this amazing world building that they've done for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Welcome to lava Exposition, whales. the movie. Uh, <laughs> a lava a alligator s- s- gets out of the lava and she and, picks him up oh god well it's, as this is happening she's explaining the entire plot of the, of the first, first movie. yeah exactly <laughs> in case because you missed i know it. nobody watched it here's mm-hmm. what happened <laughs> which begs the question why did they make this movie because nobody Eight watched the minutes first of one exposition and why did they feel they needed to bother with Referencing the first movie at all in that case. Just make a whole new movie. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so a lava alligator is what I thought it was. Comes out of the lava and she picks him up <laughs> and to head back to the throne room. She As continues once again. The heart of Atlantis is strong and keeping them alive. The magic Hurry. crystals are helping them restore their greatness. The faster we talk, the, the easier it is for our audience to not realize how shitty this movie is. Well, and the crystals are like kind of arbitrarily used and arbitrarily mm-hmm. powered. It's just mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. weird, vague, like... It's whatever it needs to be. <laughs> they have a function in the first movie, but it's ge- in this one, it's basically genie magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Under the crystal, they have been able to rebuild their great society, changing it from ignorant and weak to strong and learned. Her father thought that they should keep it from the world, but now that she is queen, she wants to share it with the world. She hopes she's right. Pronoun game over. She is. Kita, once princess, mm-hmm. now queen of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there was one, there was one shot during this whole thing where they're rebuilding Atlantis. Now that the light or the heart of Tahiti or Tafiti or, oh, Atlantis, <laughs> um, is, is being restored. It's Let's all up in the sky. Let's call it the heart of Tafiti. Why not? Yeah. The heart of Tafiti has been <laughs> restored. Um, but it, it was kind of nice because it was a, there was a head that had water kind of draining from its eyes. It was a nice mm-hmm. metaphor for, you know, crying tears and they restored it to its glory up on the top of a statue. So I kind of liked that imagery. Um, but anyway, so Milo's still here. That's yeah. Mikey Fox. Uh, yeah. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> he could not be bothered to return as Milo. No, no. Yeah. I think everyone uh, else is probably the original voice actor though. Most right? everybody. Frazier's yeah. dad yeah. is back. Frazier's um, dad is back. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I forget who. That's kind of the only. Oh, oh, and uh, uh, the voice of I already forgot her name, Kiki or whatever. Kida. Yeah, the the voice of Kida, Kida is back. Yeah, the voice yeah. of Kida is back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so happy to find out that the voice of the old lady was back because yes, she was great. Absolutely, she, my oh, favorite God. character. So funny. There's so many good jokes packed into the first movie. Oh, she's great. Ugh. And then this this. This happened, and it was... Uh, Ernest was not back as Cookie, though. I don't know what the hell that was about. Oh, yeah. He might have not been alive at that point. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I got your four <laughs> basic food groups. Beans, bacon. <laughs> so Milo thinks they've only uncovered a fraction of what the crystal can offer, and Kita thinks they wouldn't have discovered any of it without Milo. Huggy, huggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their they relationship is... They never kiss. They always just put their faces next to each other, but they never actually yeah, kiss. Yeah, they have an agreement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it turns out the lava the lava alligator is a lava dog, and they actually say lava dog lava in dog. Yeah. what is maybe the like. To me, it was a signal that like, oh, this movie ain't getting better. It's going to be bad. I think this is the part where I like scrolled down to the bottom of the movie and wiggled my mouse a bit and was like. <sighs> oh no! It's be long, it's a long <laughs> movie. It's only been two minutes. <laughs> it's been two minutes, and I already wish it was over. Oh, uh, yeah. just stay tuned. Um, so <laughs> you'll intruders us over several times. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I have notes. Intruders are approaching the city through lava tubes. No, they're not intruders. They're friends. Oh. Our friends from the first oh. movie are back. Audrey, yes. which is why you like this movie. <laughs> uh, she, who's the Hispanic stereotype. She's a you cool got, character, okay? She is. She mm-hmm. is. In the, the first French movie. stereotype is back with the binocular oh, eyes. According to, according to the mythology established on this show, he is maybe the most French thing ever in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. He smells. He likes cheese. He's horny. Yep. <laughs> He's got binoculars for eyes, like mm-hmm. all the stereotypes. And he refers um, to eating, uh, not baguettes, uh, eclairs. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Sweet is back. It's evidently Dr. Sweet, who is the big black man stereotype. Mm hmm. Uh, Packard, Vinny, Vinny's the Italian stereotype. Packard uh, would be the Jewish grandmother stereotype. Yes. Yes. Who's quite delightful. Uh, but they're all back to visit and get a tour. And they brought Mr. Whitmore, Frazier's dad, who funded the original Discovery Expedition. And the voice acting from him in this movie is noticeably worse. Lazy. It's so (laughs) lazy. Everything about this movie is lazy. Everything about it. Mm-hmm. 
I kept, uh, I kept thinking he was going like, you know, what was uh, Nemo's dad? Uh, uh, Albert Brooks. Albert oh, Brooks. Wow, I kept going Albert good. Brooks on this movie. Like, you know, anyway. Uh, so all of, it's supper time. All of our friends are enjoying a nice feast. Whitmore is a, is very grateful to Milo for preventing Rourke from doing what he had planned to do with the crystal. Mm-hmm. That works from their first movie. They all catch up, but Milo doesn't think that they are just here for a reunion. He was right. Mm-hmm. Whitmore came to collect Milo because he is an Atlantis expert and tells them of the ship that went down in the North Sea from a and, monster. And this is when the movie starts. Yes. Why did they Cause... even bother to start it in Atlantis? <laughs> Why didn't they just start with everybody yeah. on the boat in the ocean? That would have been so much freaking cooler and better uh-huh. and... Well, there are some, there, I mean, in the first, uh, anyway, they, <laughs> they needed to see Atlantis being rebuilt. They needed to tie up that loose end from the first movie. Why did we need to see that? We could have just assumed it, you know, like just seeing that. Okay. At the end of the first movie, they all show up at Mr. Whitmore's house and they're, you know, bedecked in diamonds and furs and stuff. And they're obviously sure. doing quite well. So like. Why did we have to go back there to Atlantis? You couldn't have we, just like put that in one line. Like, mm-hmm. well, Atlantis was rebuilt, so it's nice to be able to get out into the world again or something. You know, like a simple line would have been enough to well, show here's, us. Here's my thing, Audrey. The movie is called Atlantis, and this is the only part of the movie that's <laughs> in Atlantis. You're so right. Okay. That <laughs> that's is why they point. had to do it. Yeah. Well, and um, I, I found it obscene that during the dinner scene, half the characters were grossed out by food that they were eating. Yes. With no problem. At all times. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Like Ernest's food, not good. They were all starving. (laughs) Yeah. At all times. Yes. Uh, So Keita's dad, who's now deceased, used the power of the crystal to expand the borders of Atlantis, but the war nearly destroyed them all. So she, Keita, is going to come to the surface to help end it. What war? Well, I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me because so much of this movie, I'm like, what in the hell? They don't have, they didn't have There's so many characters. What war? They created all these crystal monsters that are like robots that are based on actual things. They created a lot of dogs. I feel like it's almost as though if they would have shown us the war as like a prequel, we could have had an entertaining movie that had stakes. They're not listening, are they? Because they're going to probably make it now. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Um, this that might have been interesting. Like, forget all of the original characters. Go back to. Ancient yeah, Atlantis. And honestly, yeah. in terms of like remaking the animated features with live action, like Atlantis is a prime, like, oh for uh, sure, yeah, the that's a good person point. thing. To I do would that. love to see it live action. It would be freaking cool. It would, yeah, it would actually be really interesting, and no one Starring would Michael care J. if it. Yeah, <laughs> bring him back, and no one would really care. And Jim Barney. <laughs> and Jim, oh, poor Jim. All right. <laughs> Well, Michael J. Seagal. Fox isn't dead, is he? <laughs> I don't think no, so. No, no, okay. Jim Varney is though. Yeah. Yes. Bring him along. So here's here's my thing. So they're like, okay, we gotta go save save the ship. We've got Milo who's a Atlantis expert, and they found this big creature, and Keita's afraid that it's a, a an invention of her dad. And so she's like, let's go end this war. 
And then they're immediately on the surface on a boat, like immediately next shot, next cut. And what bothers me is the whole first movie is like a majority of the time them trying to get to Atlantis and now they can just like teleport or something. Yeah. Yeah. It made the first movie interesting because it was paced well. Just take the elevator. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or like the friends came in on these, on airplanes. They just flew in. Yeah. Like what? It's simple. And don't you think they'd have more visitors? Once, if exactly. it was that easy to get there, they'd probably be like, be maybe a they tourist had, destination. Maybe they had like a wayfinder or something like whatever or that was Sith called wayfinder. from the, yeah, maybe they're Sith. Maybe they're <laughs> Sith, Jimmy. <laughs> well, Rourke sure was. Yeah, he was. Uh, so anyway, they're immediately on a ship in the foggy sea. Kida doesn't understand her, their world, but she's excited to discover it. Mm, and there's, and there's, thank there's, God they brought, oh, I'm so glad they brought back this bit because it was, it was not tedious in the first movie at all. There's a it lifesaver was. bit, like one of those rings that oh. you – life preserver is what he called it. And it was like, oh, it preserves your life like the crystals. This <sighs> was fun. This was funny. It was you good know in what? the first movie too, Dan. What are you talking I, about? I hated it so much. Aww. It was not well done. It was Yeah, because this movie doesn't understand comedic <sighs> timing in any sense of the word. But I, in the first movie, that part was – uh, I no, was it was cute. Inside. It was cute. They, it's a who's on first. Everybody loves that kind of yes. humor. I I don't remember it in the first movie, and I watched it less than twenty four hours ago. But <laughs> the um yes, and there's a part of this with the the spear in the glass case that I mm-hmm. really liked. I like yeah. that a lot. We'll get into that later. Also, she's wearing a cool <laughs> turtleneck, which is great for those cosplayers out there who want to do mm-hmm. like. Atlantis, the Lost Empire, but not like the basic stuff that everybody else does, which is, you know, you just dress up in their actual costume. Like, yeah. I love costumes. So the, this movie gives us a lot of options. Yeah, it's true. She has a lot of costume pieces for sure. And yeah. Panda not Hauntus, just her, everybody else. They all get cool yeah, costumes. That's true. And they do change right. from time to time. Yeah. Hers more than most, I think, Kita's. Kita's changes more than it's a movie. They could put, they could wear whatever they want. And you know, plenty of movies just put them back in the same old clothes and you're like, come on. You missed yeah. opportunity. So they're in the hull of the ship and they're discussing how to destroy the Leviathan because the last time they faced it, their 160 millimeter bullets didn't quite even tickle it. Vinny says, if she keeps tapping on those things, they will blow up and their bodies will be tickling the walls. <laughs> uh, he explains his perfect recipe for making a bomb, and he says you have to top it off with oregano because he's Italian. <laughs> yeah. See? Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. He could have uh... – no. But Milo doesn't think it's the Leviathan because all the reports are that it was the Kraken. But kind of says their machines are all – Arkita says all their machines are based on actual creatures like the giant squid, like all the, you know, the, um, the Atlantean machine animals are all based on actual animals and the Kraken is not an actual animal, but she mentions so. the giant squid, which is another reference from the submarine voyage. Oh, cool. I was going to guess like a, uh, um, Sasquatch or like Loch Ness monster. <laughs> yeah. The chupacabra. Oh, Chupacabra, definitely. Uh, uh, Mothman. Yeah. So just then the ship rattles and then, uh, Mole, who's the French stereotype, <laughs> is eating cheese 
And he yes. drops it in the water. He doesn't even he eat says, cheese in the first My movie. cheese! Fuck <laughs> <laughs> He, likes he does that too. <laughs> he says oh, that God. too. So then a tentacle comes up through the ship. They bomb it. Uh, and it was some extra oregano and they get in their subs. They have these little sub pods, right? The stupidest yeah. launch system I've ever seen. Yeah, it's dumb. Three and, of them go fine. Milo's. They have all of that Atlantean highly advanced technology that nope. they just leave behind. Yep. They're just like, nah, let's just have a, ah. like a, let's just do like s- steam powered technology here. Uh. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, they have some technology, right? So these little launchers that go, cause so there's like this, like deep blue sea, there's a, a they're in a <laughs> ship, but there's water, like a pool that they access the ocean in. Uh, that's where they put their pod sub things and Milo and Kita's sub malfunctions and they lose power and they sink to the bottom. They're about to hit a huge mountain and crash, but it turns out that it's not a mountain. It's the mouth of the Kraken. Ugh. They're the saved Kraken. just in time. The Kraken design is pretty neat. He looks it is. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into more of that. Um, they're saved just in time and the others bomb it away. They make it to the surface and head to a small fishing village where they are not welcome. No. The, the magistrate of Krakenstad <laughs> is the name of this town. <laughs> Krakenstad. Yeah. His name is Volgud. He yeah. greets them. Yeah. Now, there's a statue of him in the town square, Volgud. He sends them away several times, but for <laughs> whatever fucking reason, <laughs> Milo's like, no, we're staying. Like, like what? Anyway, so Volgud gives them, he sends them to the inn, like it's right there at the, mm-hmm. like the Kraken Inn. Yeah. And, and says, and here's, here's where my notes would have made the movie better. Is, is that's his grandfather or something like that. Like cause, oh. cause Milo's they, grandfather or the statue. Uh, any, any, anything. Cause they, they tease the grandfather so much in the first movie and in this movie that like it's Chekhov's grandfather at this point. Like we need to see, they, they make reference to, oh, I just oh. wish I could see him again. Oh, uh, no, like, that was they, his, that was his dad. I think Thaddeus Thatch was Milo's dad. Oh, oh, but yeah. I guess that doesn't matter. You know, he still wants to see his family. Yeah, I get it. And you're right. right. That would have been a much better story if that was his long lost father or I was thinking or whatever. on the same lines, Dan, I was like, Oh, what if this guy's related? I was also thinking like, these are, these characters are so unsavory and uninteresting. I'm like, Oh God, we have to deal with these folks for a whole movie for an hour and a half. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was thinking too. Well, and, and again, part and of the wish ways, that actually, <laughs> part of the ways, <laughs> part of the ways that this could have actually been better is here we go. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, okay, they almost go into the Kraken's, it's the Kraken, right? Kraken stop. Kraken, and they almost go into the Kraken's mouth. And I'm thinking, yes, wouldn't it be interesting if, they do go into the Kraken's mouth and it's actually a giant machine and oh. it's like Milo's oh. grandfather or his father oh, or something. Yeah. And they're thinking and, and like we, and I don't know where else we go from there, but we, that, that's a starting point. That's a, and, that's a better movie. That right? would have been really cool. And then it turns into like the black hole, which is another obscure Disney movie that nobody's watched. Um, Never where like, it. oh, <laughs> it's, it's a challenge <laughs> <laughs> where like, 
there's this really well-meaning like scientist captain was just like, I built this thing to do these wonderful things. And I just need to, yeah, we, I, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And Uh-oh. Michael J. Fox is like, but dad, uh, I can't do Michael J. <laughs> but dad, I need to. <laughs> and, Close. and then, you know, they, they, they have a lightsaber duel and he's, and then the dad's like, wow. take my helmet off, son. I want to see you with my own eyes. I mean, I'm not a writer for obvious reasons, Mm -hmm. but and then Kita is his sister. Hell yeah! Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Like, (laughs) find out that that Milo's dad found Atlantis, knocked up the queen, (laughs) had the baby. There we go. Yep, and that's that's why they never kiss. And it's not because there's this weird like friend zone situation happening. Uh, she was pretty hot. Uh, there's an old statue in town that looks like Volgood, but that would mean that he's much older. Oh, so yeah, Volgood tells him to go stay in the hotel, but only for the night. And then he's going to get a car for them the next day to go to the next town over, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, they, they're like, well, there's a statue of him, but that means he's much older than he looks. Just then, Inger, the innkeeper, tells them with very dead eyes, that, that rumor, yeah, that rumor the is animated yes. eyes I've ever yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. We want to make a character that could be an animatronic. We mm-hmm. wanted to, we That's wanted right. to make Belle's enchanted world look, or <laughs> Belle, what, whatever her, whatever that one. Her eyes are dead in that movie. Well, right. you haven't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. So uh, <laughs> anyway, Inger with her dead eyes says the rumor is that Volgood sold his soul to the devil for eternal life. But forgot to ask for eternal youth, and that casts a shadow around everyone in this once happy town. She commits to get their rooms ready, but uh, warns them not to cross Volgood and to leave as soon as possible. Jinkies! I wonder who Volgood mm-hmm. is. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, Scoob. I mean, Jinkies and Lava Dog. And right. Bob it uh, I, I'm glad you got there too. It, the, <laughs> we went from this is a really good stand in for an Indiana Jones kind of story to mm-hmm. yeah, it just makes Scooby Doo. <laughs> totally. If we would have gotten away for it, we with it too. If we weren't for you meddling kids, oh, <laughs> we went uh, for your meddling podcast. That's uh. right. <laughs> so we cut tonight. Volgood is walking through town with his little lantern, and the friends follow him. They lose him in the fog, but they hear voices. They head back to the inn, but the fog is so thick they can't see. So they follow what they see as lights, assuming that's the town, and they fall off the cliff. Never explained. What were those lights? Where did they come it was the from? The eyes. It was the eyes of the Kraken. Oh, you're right. Oh, mm-hmm. duh. God, yeah. I'm an idiot. Spoiler. Uh, so then we cut to the inn where Volgood demands that Inger gather and burn all the possessions of the strangers, but... Uh, they're all back. They're all at the end. They all they fall just... off a cliff, and then they're all back at the end. Like they're very good just, climbers, I guess. But yeah, so like he's like, "Oh, burn their stuff," and they're like, "Yeah, but we're still here." And they're all like lined up, like Scooby and the gang, mm-hmm. and you're then they chase right each in. other through a series of doors. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't actually happen. No, uh, but, but then I Volga thought of it did. Volga just leaves without a word. Just bye. Peace. <laughs> Uh, so Inger begrudgingly tells them what actually happened. Years ago, the fish all went away and a deal was struck. The souls of the people for the lives of the village. So like 
the souls of the Kraken victims to keep the town alive. Kind of a right? bad deal. Yeah. So the town is provided for, but no one can leave, and the sun hasn't shone since. So we cut to the shore, and the gang is trying to figure out what's going on, right? So myth or not, someone is providing for the town. They find a cave where the goods from the sunken ships are being delivered. Volgood gets all yellowy in the eyes, right? And he summons the Kraken. It seems he's put a spell on the whole town as they have, they all have dead eyes, not just the innkeeper. All of them have dead eyes. <laughs> Audrey, not on this podcast, gets uns, uh, she gets sucked in to the spell. She gets all yellowy eyed and the Kraken tries to kill her. Volgood gets knocked out by Milo and there's a struggle and Vinny blows the roof off to stop the Kraken. Mm-hmm. They escape to this. Yep. He almost blows up the Kraken. He's going to blow up the Kraken. Fortunately, not a single r- tumbling rock Landed kills anybody any but the Kraken. Of the yeah, friendlies. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 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 It happens a lot in this movie. So mm-hmm. they escape to their sub pods to prevent the Kraken from escaping, but it had already escaped. They try to bomb it. Now, Vinny's possessed. He's got the yellowy eyes. Vinny mm-hmm. does. And he tries to bomb our gang instead. But it's not Volgood. It's the Kraken that yeah. has mind powers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They and turn away and jet off. This movie doesn't make any sense. No, not a bit. Like, like there's, there's nobody gets hurt ever. And like... <sighs> It's like you're handed, you're handed on a platter. This like, hey, like we were talking about in uh, the the previous episode. This should be a home run in terms of sequels. Like you're handed, here's this world that we've created just enough that you could do anything you want with it. Explore Mm -hmm. it. You could explore it. You could do anything. And then they're like, nah, no. And then. Here comes this other opportunity where like, okay, well, what if the monster is a machine, but it's not a machine that she recognizes? What if blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. No, let's, <laughs> well, okay. So then what if uh, this guy actually has control over the monster? And then I guess we could go in a, like, I mean, this, at that point I was thinking, Okay, maybe they are sticking with the Indiana Jones thing, and this is like the Temple of Doom, and it's like this weird cult, and like we have to go through all these steps to figure out how to free the town or whatever. But then, eh, no, this is a stupid movie. It's a terrible movie. So I I was so angry at this movie. Yes, and just (laughs) my my anger hadn't started yet because this was like okay, so they're leading to something. Um, no. so then remember earlier, <laughs> so the Kraken gives chase and they need to get to the surface to avoid the Kraken, but then they see Milo's sunken pod from before. And then Vinny, who's no longer possessed, turns back to blow all the torpedoes on Milo's pod all at once. It works. They blow up the Kraken and we cut to Volgood, who is not, who's suffering. And then he disappears, leaving <laughs> only his suit like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. Like he was so the suit Kraken. Was real. Suit no, was real. This, he yeah. was not. He was the Kraken. Okay. So <laughs> then, okay. So the Kraken gets this plan and then, and then the Kraken's like, okay, this is all going to go really well. I better go to men's warehouse though to make sure that. <laughs> <laughs> what was, 
What was the point for the I Kraken? I think the point like, was, was there's a statue of, of, well, the Kraken was getting, you know, human blood, which is what he lives on. Uh, but the Kraken, that? I don't know. I'm just making it up. Okay. But see, there was the statue. Said, there's a lot of verbal cues here. There's a statue. who's like, oh, that he must be much older than he actually looks because that guy died and the Kraken possessed him, which is not oh. an uncommon thing in this movie. So the Kraken had possessed him, but he, the Kraken was running the town. That's why everybody was like all miserable and it was dark out. And so he was able to provide for this town because he could feast on the lives of these sailors. That's what I think it was. Uh, so then the gold guy was like Snoke. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just like compare. Yeah. <laughs> I think we spent way more time on this really terrible section of this movie than we ever should. Well, because I so thought like, this was the movie, Audrey. Yeah. So <laughs> let me, yeah. let me just get into this. Give me a, give me a minute. I'll tell you when you can. Right. <laughs> the next day. This the movie sun is... made me very angry. Okay. All right. Just bear with me. I will take a pause when it's your turn. The next day, oh, the sun is back in the town. The people are no longer possessed. They uh-huh. topple the statue of Volgood and they're rebuilding very much like Atlantis did, Audrey. Mm-hmm. Kita is so thrilled and all the news, all the new things this part of the planet has to offer and that she wishes she could share what Atlantis has to offer. Milo says he she can. Happy ending? Wait, there are 56 minutes left in this yeah. thing? Oh, yeah. no. Is this another three-parter? Oh. Yeah. 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 It, it, so it, I, I, I'm seeing this happening. The only thing missing yeah, go ahead. like the, hey, remember when? You know, that uh, kind of like well, weird They had weird. it. They did. I mean, they did a better job with it than some of them because they kind of kept really? cutting back. <laughs> well, meaning that it wasn't it wasn't a remember when. It was more like. And then here's the next thing that happens, but they come right. back to this set piece in this little, in, in Whitmore's house, right? Yeah. That's kind of the, the act break. Which we're going to pretend that it's enough of either a coherent story structure, which it is not. Well, more than the poo one was in that they're in real time. Okay. That event is over. Now there's this new event that happens. Yeah, right. But see, I guess, I guess my point is, so at this point, I'm thinking like, okay, so there's 50 minutes left. 56 minutes. I don't know what, what's the rest of the movie? Yeah, (laughs) where are we? We're kind of standing like, we're like Audrey in that scene when she's clinging to the cliff side. We thought the cliff was there, which was like this, like Norwegian fishing village that we set up. Like we right. thought we had that for a whole movie, but now we're dangling precipitously yeah. off the edge of a plot. Well, and then I, I thought, okay, well, nice I guess, thank you. <laughs> I guess they're going to do that weird thing where this was clearly the first three episodes of a TV clearly show. Clearly the first three episodes and they but, did tie it together. Yeah. But that, that's the thing is that it's so tied together that. I think it's just the writing is that bad. Yeah. I think it's like, just for example, a- Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inger, the innkeeper was talking about how she wants to, the sun come out so her child can play outside again. But then we cut to her and she's standing up on the cliff in the town. She's got a swaddled infant baby. Right. <laughs> and they can't, and she's like, they can't thank them enough for 
how well and then now that the child can grow up to be the most important person in town and now it's time to give mama a big hug but earlier what is she saying what is she talking about you can be the most important person in this town so i'm thinking they're setting up this evil child to become the new well here's another here's another moment where this movie could have saved itself is Okay, well, first of all, I I take issue with your issue because uh, babies can play uh, the most advanced of games in the sun, um, running and playing. <laughs> but this it's an infant I know, I know, swaddled, I know. like I know, but, but can't walk. But, so right, but so what I was hoping for and half expecting, just because, I mean, my brain was sitting here going like. Okay, well, maybe this is actually going to pull something where it's like, oh, actually, the characters don't know that the problem hasn't been solved. And she's like, oh, give mommy a hug. And then, like, tentacles come out and hug mom exactly. or something. Oh, <laughs> that would be cool. Right? That's what I'm it saying. That's what I was expecting. But no, <laughs> yeah. we just cut to a winter scene in Whitmore's yeah. house where the gang's yep. eating slop from Cookie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but where's Kida? Milo finds her. She's sulking. This time it wasn't a Leviathan, but who knows if there aren't any other Atlantean creatures or machines out there. Kita wonders if they shouldn't bury the crystal after all. Maybe it's too powerful. Then we're back at dinner. I was, oh, I was like, this movie. (laughs) At this point, I wanted to stop writing things. And I almost, I thought about like, like coming on like, guys, I just didn't watch it. I, oh God, I almost, I almost threw in the towel too. Like I was so close. I was just like, but instead I was just like, I'm just going to put this on in the background and like, just whatever. It's just going to be something that I listen to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not at this point, but thank you for doing your job, Jimmy, which is having the full (laughs) plot. Because honestly, I was in the same place. I stopped taking notes. I only have two and a quarter pages. Just like gave it, I gave up. Well, I think I, the point the I did point it for, for the I did it for the Coop family because he said <laughs> that what my work is valued. We do value. You. Thank I think you. I think the moment where I the movie almost lost me, like without any chance of coming back, was when like we cut to Cookie somewhere else, and I'm like, wasn't he just? there well he served dinner twice <laughs> yeah to the point that like and i i'm i don't know if i'm jumping in your notes so we can go back if we need to of course but like I'm, I'm at a point where i legitimately the only way that my brain could handle it was i was just like no that's just a different character voiced by the same person because mm-hmm. that that would make some that'd be sloppy but it would make some kind of sense mm-hmm. but then he pulls out a jar of bacon grease i'm like Wait, that's the That's a different character. Wait a minute. Oh no, really? Are you serious? There are so <laughs> many characters in this movie and I was trying to keep their names straight. I I misspelled them like four I'm going to I'm going to say the name of one person. I'm going to pronounce it five different ways cuz I could not understand it or didn't <laughs> care. So we're back at dinner with Kita and they get a call from Dr. Sweet, who's the big stereotype black man. Mm-hmm. They didn't they couldn't get Ving Rhames, let me put it that way. <laughs> um, who's now? But in they the could s- draw him. <laughs> sure could. Um, so Doctor Sweet is now in the Southwest United States, and he's reporting trouble. Then we cut to Radiator Springs. 
<laughs> we're now in a completely different climate. Effectively, different yeah, effectively, time we're zone. in Radiator Springs, right? So Era. Sweet reports, Dr. Sweet reports that there are sandstorms made of killer coyotes made of sand. <laughs> and I literally put a question mark after that. Yeah. Kita says, and this is unusual in your world, <laughs> which I thought was funny. So Sweet's a doctor, evidently, and uh, he's caring for a patient named Mr. McKee. Okay, so wait, that's not Cookie. That's not Cookie. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, so Mr. McKee or Mr. McKean, I will say it multiple different ways. Uh, Kita, so he's in the hospital. Kita's been sent there because Mr. McKee, who is heavily bandaged, found an Atlantean pendant. One night on a windless day... Mr. McKee heard howling and saw coyotes appearing with red eyes. Now, not yellow so, eyes this time. They're red eyes. So bacon grease is just their always go to like, we're just going to, we're going to make I'm, I'm. He perplexed. has a bar, jar of bacon grease under his pillow because he <laughs> thinks that that's better healing than anything the doctor has it never brought up again. Yeah, just um, get your bacon grease shot already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> second one's a lot harder, I hear. Anyway, yeah. one night, so they, they yeah, they, so these, uh, these red-eyed coyotes made of sand, they become a tornado and destroy McKee's house and left him in this condition. So he's all bandaged up. He says he found a medallion in a pot in a crate in his shack. When they go to inspect the crate, it's missing. McKing, I think, McKing <laughs> tells them it was that no good Mr. Canopy who runs uh, a trading post out of town. So they go to investigate. In the trading post, they look around at the trinkets, the spear offering protect. Oh, yeah. So this is so there's a spear in a glass case. And Keita's like, why is the spear in a glass case? And Milo's like, it's for protection. It's like, why does the... Why does the glass need protection? It'd be a lot better if the spear was outside of the glass. Yeah. Anyway, that was kind of fun. No, Kita finds what looks like a model of an Atlantean guardian. Carnaby appears, who's the, he's the shopkeeper. He appears, says, tells her the story of the legend of what the guardian is. She buys it. No questions asked. Milo asks where Carnaby gets all these things. And he says, oh, you know, here and there. Then they Have inquire your about the around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to well. milk, milk, lemonade around, around the corner. corner of milk. Milk. <laughs> milk they inquire about the missing crate, and Carnaby is like, "I don't know anything about a crate filled with pottery." And then the movie, uh, and then Jimmy, I, I gotta be honest, I don't know how you're still doing this. <laughs> you're doing amazing. Thank you. Oh my God. So after this, so Mole licks a bull. Mole is into like licking. He's really good at identifying stuff. He does a good yeah. job in this movie. And then he um, eventually starts eating. He, he eats pottery. That didn't yeah. make any sense. It no, made sense for the lava movie. dog, barely. It did. This yeah. Cause they would so, eat anything. So bad. So. Mole licks a movie. bull, and that Do you was watch enough. The first one, yeah, the first <laughs> one's fine. Uh, so Carnaby, that's enough for him. He mole licks bull, they get kicked out. So then they're driving back to the <laughs> to Radiator Springs. <laughs> I just had a thought. I just okay. had a, so this is actually the, the best explanation I could come up with for why this movie is the way it is. The people that made this movie really wanted the submarine overlay. 
And yes. then when, they, when it was clear it wasn't happening, they were like, all right, we'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> Your submarines. Yeah. Here, here, we're gonna, we're gonna just scorched earth this French. Yep. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You, you don't want the submarine voyage? We're gonna take all water references out of this thing. You don't get any. No. This, this franchise is going to be irreparably irreparably Yeah, so now that if you do a submarine voyage overlay, it won't make sense anymore. (laughs) Oh, my God. So they pass a Native American, and then they pass him again, and then they have to slam the brakes to avoid hitting him. So they stop to offer him a ride. His name is Takashi. Yeah. And a ride would be welcome, he says. So Takashi knows all nature's creatures, including the lava dog. Like he knows the lava dog. Yeah. And he recognizes Kida's guardian statue that she's he's a, ma- he's a magical native, you know? Yes, indeed. Just then, the sand coyotes attack and possess Takashi. Now he's got red eyes like the coyotes have. He says, <laughs> hey, oh God. It was kind of creepy. This, yeah. I like this scene. He says, there are ancient powers that will make certain our secrets are kept. And then he turns to Kida and says, you of all people should understand this. And then he vanishes. Yeah. And, and then, any knowledge that he has that he just shares about who she is and where she's from vanishes with him, apparently. That's right. <laughs> uh, so he vanishes. The tease. sand coyotes make their way around the truck and inside the truck through the air conditioning vents. And then we fade to commercial. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Hi, it's me, Bob Shapen. No, no, Bob. <laughs> okay, so now we we're back to the truck. Our friends and a pile of sand. Audrey is trying to fix the truck <laughs> and is mad, y'all. He's mad. She's mad. Uh... She's mad at them for these sand coyotes that destroyed the engine. I don't know. Presumably they've been there for a while, right? They're on this pile of sand. She's trying to fix the truck. She's mad. She's yelling about the thing, but it turns out, turn slightly to your left. You're right outside the trading post and they did not realize it. (laughs) We didn't have to pee in bottles after all. Uh, Yeah. Why did we almost eat mole? Why are we living like Amazon line workers? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, how many times? Did you each have to pause this just for your own sanity? Uh, um, a lot. It took yeah. me four hours today to watch <laughs> oh, this movie. God bless four you. hours. I mean, I yeah. got some phone calls and stuff. Hopefully, work people aren't listening. But yeah, it, I watched it, it was last tough. night. Mm. Yeah, I. So I, I welcomed any like busy work that came my way during this. I'm like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I won't even go through my process, but a lot. <laughs> you need me to roll a bunch of loose pennies. Certainly. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I would love that. No machine. Even better. Thank you. <laughs> you want me to wash the tile with a toothbrush. <laughs> yes, please. Certainly. <laughs> No, I wasn't doing anything at all. (laughs) So anyway, it turns out they're right outside of the trading post. Um, And then they see Carnaby, who's putting a a crate in his truck. And they confront him and like, hey, 
what about the Shikashi? Is it Chikashi, uh, which is the uh, ancient Chitauri, wind? I think, if you're talking about the, sure. uh, <laughs> for the guys from the from Avengers. Avengers, yeah. 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 So the Chikashi, <laughs> which is the ancient word for wind, who yeah. took human form. Again, question mark. Anyway, they confront Carnaby and question him about the crate. Turns out he was putting that crate in his truck, the one that he stole from McKean, only after McKean found it in the desert, and mm-hmm. only McKean knows where mm-hmm. it's from. And then Mole uses his considerable skills to identify that this particular Wait. pot came from 15 miles away. Wait a minute. I think McKean is cookie because when they go to his shack, they talk about how his shack is as organized or as clean as his cooking. Maybe it's his brother. I don't know. They wouldn't call him McKean if he was cookie. They would call him cookie. But in this movie, they would. That's the thing. This movie is that bad. It's a different actor. But anyway, so Mole figures out that this pottery came from 15 miles away. Carnaby was trying to return it because he didn't want to end up like McKean. So maybe if the pot's returned, that will stop the spirits. That's the idea. That makes sense. Okay. So then they cut (laughs) to the place where they want to return it, which is 15 miles away. As they try, the coyote tornado approaches. The coyote tornado. Oh, my God. So the storm of coyotes blocks their way into this tunnel where they want to return the pottery. So Mole digs a hole and they fall in. Right. So they're trying to do the thing that we would expect the coyotes might want. Yes. That's right. By returning the pottery. Yes. But they they get mad and they try to attack and then they find their way in anyway. Uh, what they find are temples and shrines to cultures from all over the world, including Atlantis. That's right. Uh, just as stereotypical. The Crystal Guardian <laughs> was an Atlantean. This Crystal Guardian, a little statue she bought, mm-hmm. was actually an Atlantean and influenced all of these cultures. Mm-hmm. But where's Carnaby? Suddenly, Carnaby, Carnaby. Noxious fumes spread through the cave. Of course. Carnaby set it off and is not only going to return the, not only not going to return the pot, but he's keeping everything in here. Turns out this gas is sleeping gas. And cut the commercial. (laughs) They wake up all tied up so they can't tell the world about what he did. So Carnaby gives him sleeping gas and then he ties him up. So that they can't tell anybody what he's doing. Carnaby lights up a bunch of dynamite to blow the entry to a cave to trap them. But then the lava dog chews the ropes off of the, of Milo. And then Milo goes to stop the dynamite. And just as he's about to, Carnaby tackles him and the dynamite goes off, (laughs) trapping the others. They're trapped, but Uh, they're not trapped because they just, they got out. I don't know how (laughs) they got out. I'm really, I'm, I'm sitting, Audrey, I don't know if you're feeling the same way, but I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking I really should like interject with some like thoughts or banter, but I'm just sitting here like hearing the description and going like, it's even dumber than I thought it was. What is going on? Yeah. This movie that I kind of was kind I was still like 60% watching it at this point. I didn't catch so much of that. And I was like. Wow, it's worse. It's bad. 
It's kind of. He, I was interested in this like canyon culture, you know this. Yeah, cave. I was too. The native thing and like keep peace and I visually it was really good. I liked this yeah. one, Monument Valley. I really liked it visually. It was, but seemed to be yeah. based off real civilizations too. Like yeah, uh, in the Southwest, there's that like cliff dwelling people that had really cool yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like montezuma's castle in arizona we saw yeah. that this summer it was really cool and it, and it would have been pretty interesting it would, okay it would have been better i think if it was like oh there's this whole society here too but it's just stuff it's no empty. it's just stuff and carvings and whatever but anyway so they get trapped by dynamite everything falls and collapses but they got out i don't know how the coyotes come and turn Carnaby into a coyote, right? Like they, they surround yes. him and he goes yes. up in the air. He, he turns like the goes to light and then he becomes a coyote. They're coyote yes. piranhas. Yes. So presumably Shikashi was also an asshole who stole some stuff and then he became a coyote. I don't know. <laughs> so Shikashi appears and tells the gang he thinks they're good people, but they're not allowed to leave. They cannot reveal the cave's secrets. And then they say, hey, we can keep secrets too. We have one of our own. And Chikashi's like, what is it? And they're like, no, we're not going to tell you. And then Chikashi's like, very well, you have decided your fate. And then they all get lifted up like Carnaby, but they awake unharmed out of the cave. Yes. That was kind of a cool movement. It was, yeah. So they proved that they could keep secrets and were spared because had the they told him the secrets, they would have died, but because they didn't, clearly they can keep secrets, so they're free. Kita <laughs> wishes that she could share the surface with her people, just like the end of the first act, and mm-hmm. the rest of the world. And Chikashi says it's her choice, and he vanishes, and we move to act three. Mm-hmm. Milo and- gets a moment to say something really kind to Kita as well. Like that's mm-hmm. his job in the movie or something. Yeah, and then they embrace and they touch faces, but they don't kiss. Yes. yes. And by the way, the joke that I was making earlier about the friend zone thing is a joke about people who refer to the friend zone as a real thing. Just want to cut mm. that up. Right. Yeah, thank you. Because uh, they're idiots. Um, so, um, <laughs> I wonder what Asher would say about the friend zone. <laughs> is he old enough to know about that yet? I don't think he is. Um, I, but I feel like he's the type that would definitely have some really strong opinions about it in a couple of years um <laughs> based on the company that he he keeps based on the things that he shared um yeah. yeah and at this point i'm looking at that counter at the bottom of the uh-huh. screen and i'm going oh god no <laughs> i was i'm what so they, mad at this movie do? at what this point i'm do? so mad at this movie <laughs> Oh my God. I'm just, what, right. I'm, oh. what can they possibly do? Exa- well, hey, <laughs> let me tell you. Where do we go from here? I wish Taika Waititi was here. <laughs> uh, <sighs> okay. So they're back at the wintry really cabin. Cool thing with this, uh, yeah. Franchise. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it came out in 2015. Um, the back in the cabin, Whitmore's cabin, it's still wintry. And there's like a weird winter thunderstorm. Classic. So Milo and Kita best get back to Atlantis. But Whitmore's like, yeah, you probably should because, you know, there was a break-in last night. 
Yeah. And there's, there's a person who stole a rare Norwegian spear. He must have come in the middle of the night by the tracks. Whitmore found he must have had a dog with him. And then we got then to da- a... And then Daphne and Velma had the whole place mapped oh, out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Zoinks? <sighs> yeah, Fred exactly, and Dan. Will you go over friggin' and nailed it. The murderer. Nailed it with the Scooby-Doo. That is 100% what this is. There's three episodes of Scooby-Doo. And it gets more Scooby as it oh, goes. It sure does. Oh, my God. So we cut to a Viking-looking guy with an eye patch and a dog. Uh, the man, the Viking man sends two birds through the chimney and down to open the door from the inside. They've learned how to open doors. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the point where I just had the movie playing. <laughs> so I'm interested to hear what happens. All right. Let me tell you what happened. So eye patches the- are kind of cool though, right? Sure. I, I mean, I think it'd be fun to have an eye patch. I mean, <laughs> still be able to see, but like as a fashion accessory yeah, sometimes. It- It'd be fun to have one, but not need one. Hey, you should sport one at Disneyland in October. Ooh, (laughs) maybe I will. It's a good statement. And like people have face masks that have like, that say stuff that like (laughs) their truth or whatever. You can have eye patch that says your truth. (sighs) Anyway, so the guy sends the birds. (laughs) They open the door so that there's no forced entry, right? They open from the inside. The man comes in, grabs the spear off the wall. He hits it on the floor and it glows up. Lightning, you know, comes through it and he's like, with the spear of destiny shall I, Odin, king of the northern gods, end this world. Great Odin's reign. <laughs> so here's what I, here's what I'm grappling with. Okay. This, this plot makes the least sense. It's okay. So here's the story. <laughs> That, and that's that's why I mean, I haven't paused and I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's like 26 minutes left. Ugh. I can I just not watch this? <laughs> I mean, so this guy, so okay, so we're back in the present and they're like, well, why would someone take this old spear? And Milo's Milo's more concerned about the scorch marks in the ground, which means this thing happened, right? This this spear scorched the the ground and it's like, well, it can't be lightning because there's no hole in the roof and it can't be a bomb because there's no black powder or oregano. Yeah. And then Whitmore says, I don't own anything ordinary. He thinks he knows the man who took it. His name is yeah. Eric Hellstrom. And Jerry, I, I sorry to interrupt you, but this is the exact moment that I realized not wondered, realized that C IP, that C thing that they're going to be doing. Society of Explorers and Adventures. It's going to be, it's going to be this and it's oh, going to be god. bad. Oh my god. Wait, you're it, probably right. So <laughs> Audrey, in the Disney parks, there was, a, there was a, there was a thing called Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island was like a nighttime, <laughs> like club, nightclub thing. It was a late night thing at Ooh. Disney World at Downtown Disney. Okay. They had an improv club. Audrey. They had an improv club. <gasps> they had something called the Adventurers Club. Um, Pleasure Island, if you recall from Peter, no, from Pinocchio was the island where all these little kids, you know, were a-holes and like would turn into jackasses because they were oh, drinking right. and smoking. So yes. why Disney thought that was a great idea to represent at their theme park thing? Did you say I don't know. Pinocchio understand. or Peter Pan? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Oh, okay. So anyway, 
uh, in Pleasure Island, there was something called the Adventurers Club, and then they had all these characters, and then they created something called the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, or C. And some of the members of C include like Harold Hightower, and there's a ride called Tower of Terror in Japan, and that's Hightower. There's oh. Mystic Manor in in uh, Hong Kong, and that's Joe Mystic or whatever. So they're kind of expanding this IP. And so when oh. we did the when we did the um, Tarzan's Treehouse one, we talked about. Well, I guess that was a wasn't a scraping the vault. It was a Supreme Resort. We're trying to figure out how Tarzan's Treehouse in Disneyland can remain relevant, and we decided that they're probably going to put Jane's dad as a member of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Oh. Everything I said, 10 times more interesting than this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, hold on. All right. Microphone. I, get, I was trying to get water and I, I'm going to keep this in. Um, and th- they're talking about like make, making a TV show, right? Or yes, uh, they are making something. a TV show. Yeah. And I hope, it's, you know what? It's on Disney Plus. I bet you it's better than this. They're going to put at least a B team on it. <laughs> What, they what wanna, team do you think was on this movie? Like the I mean Z N. This team worked for Universal Studios for oh not my God. Good. Six Flags Animation. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome! Okay. All right, so his name's Eric Hellstrom. There are so many characters in this movie. Anyway, so Hellstrom made a bunch of money in the cruise industry, like built cruise ships, and then so he bought sense. the biggest castle around <laughs> and called it Asgard. Cool. The people named him the modern Odin. He acted like uh, and looked like a god, right? So then the stock market crash. He's He then is left without money and without his mind. He goes crazy. Um, so if this guy is just a guy who is a cruise magnate and then he went nuts – how does he do the magic? Like, what is the point of this? Like, the is it- staff is magic. Yeah, but his castle's floating. It's the a really powerful it. staff. I don't know. There's a lava monster surters in this thing. Like, <sighs> anyway, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Excuse me, listener. <laughs> so Whitmore hadn't heard from this guy since the like the Great Depression and stock market crash. And then about a week ago, he calls begging to buy the spears, spouting something about Ragnarok, Doomsday. Yeah, wait, so what time period is this set in? Oh, God, who knows? I mean, it's, <laughs> the first movie felt kind of like maybe the 30s, 40s. Yeah, that, that feels about right. Well, Aesthetically, Helga yes. Sinclair yeah. is very like, well, what are you doing? I'm going to bust this volcano open with a gone but not before killing everybody else wow <laughs> and and so while i'm thinking that i'm also thinking like wait which character are we supposed to relate to here mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I they gave us so many options but none of them are like <laughs> none of them are stick, appealing you know? yeah, at take all. your pick <laughs> no. yeah oh. you just grab onto that um, so Milo remembers from this diary book thing about a spear called Ganakir. Uh-huh. So Ganakir, no, Ganaknir, Ganaknir was ancient Atlantean spear. God bless you. Thank you. That's what he Locklear. said. No, Ganaknir, Dan, was an, an ancient Atlantean spear 
By the way, they use that joke in the movie. I know. Okay. I know. I right. realized when you said that, I'm like, <laughs> oh God, it's, it is that bad. Like yeah. it is that bad. Uh, I, just, I miss, I just gotta say, I really miss the, the storytelling and the filmmaking of Bell's, Bell's uh, magical, magical world. world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember the organ? Yeah, that was so fun. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Got to go oh, on three. Li- Remember they, cool. they fixed that bird up. It was real yeah. fun. And they were hanging <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. This Feather is the worst. Worse. All right. So, so anyway, the spear that he stole was an ancient Atlantean spear, which is the same spear that he stole from Whitmore. Uh, Hellstrom, who thinks he's Odin, is going to recreate or create Ragnarok. They have to go to Iceland to stop him for some reason. So they're flying into Iceland and then they come across Hellstrom's castle, which is floating in the sky mm-hmm. like Avatar. And then cool. suddenly they're like, oh, we're not going to crash into a mountain. And then the mountain comes alive and becomes a oh, mountain no. monster man. And suddenly he stops them and then they turn around and the mountain turned giant man blows ice on them and freezes the plane. They crash, but they're all okay. Yep. It sounds like you're pitching a parody of a Disney sequel. Like I I, I'm listening to this and I'm going like, holy, this he's describing a movie that actually exists. Yes. It, and I watched it. <laughs> I did too, kind of, mostly. So the man mountain approaches and Vinny bombs his arm off. But then it comes back, and yeah. then he freezes them, and then now they're and then frozen. The should be over. Yeah, yeah, they're frozen people sickles, and then they're brought to the <laughs> castle. And Odin thaws them out using the spear. He thinks Milo's Loki, the trickster, and that's just kind he, of funny. I guess. I, well, now it is relevant. This this whole <laughs> this whole scene is relevant now. And then he thinks Kida's Valkyrie, and then Odin. Cast them out to their doom. They're uh-huh. hanging off a cliff, very similar to Bell's magical world, but yep. not not anywhere near the s- storytelling prowess of that <laughs> exactly. movie. without the whimsy. Yeah, without then. the whimsy. <laughs> so then, of course, Mole doing what he does best, he digs, and then Kida, who's left in the castle, he, she was not banished. She wakes up and she's dressed as Brunhilda or Valkyrie, who's Odin's daughter. Another Mole. cool costume change. Yep, another yeah, cool costume you can wear for Halloween. <laughs> uh, no, you see, it's it's when she's in the castle. It's in the sequel. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen? Oh, the you sequel? mean she, when she was Brunhilda? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mole makes it in. He climbs in. He comes to the throne room. Kita sees him. So Kita's like, okay, I'll play along. So then they go to awake the fire god, which I think is Serta or Surter, who actually creates Ragnarok. Huh. Uh, the rest are trapped on the floating mountain. So they decide to use the front door as a sled and ski jump off the floating mountain and onto the ground. Good. I think at this point, the sim that I was playing uh, got promoted <laughs> at his job. Oh, oh congratulations. Yeah, yeah. That's how ha- bad in? this movie. So yeah. <laughs> the, the man mountain, the, the man mountain follows them, but Vinny dynamites its feet off. And then we cut to Odin and Kita in the volcano. Kita pleads with Odin to use the power for good. Milo and the rest make it in as Odin awakens Serta or Surter. I, I don't know. They and kind I think, of- I, I think at this point I was thinking, 
should I pause it while I go get my laundry out of the dryer? No, and God, I, and I did, no. I thought that's probably the more responsible thing. It's just, I should pause it. And then I went and got the laundry out of the dryer. That's, <laughs> that's, that that's what's me. happening. In, yeah. I need to do laundry. <laughs> I paused yeah. it to beat my head against my desk. <laughs> so, all right, I'm almost done. A couple more sentences. So then they kind of battle a little bit and the spear lands in Surtur's hands the Fire Lord escapes and turns the sky to fire to create a new Ice Age. The Fire Ugh. God and the Ice Mountain Man fight each other. They drop the spear. Kita grabs it, uses it to end Ragnarok, using the spear and love, I guess. And yeah. then she returns to the spear to Atlantis. Wait, back she's to Atlantis. Neo. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who? Now I'm in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she returns the spear to Atlantis. They're back to Atlantis. Kita gives a speech uh, to her people and decides to use the spear to share the light of Atlantis with the world. She does. And the kingdom of Atlantis rises to the surface for all to see the end. And then Disney can never do their, their overlay. Oh, oh. this movie. <laughs> so <laughs> bad. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Oh. Uh. It's uh, it's a real piece of crap. It's so bad. <laughs> well, we we have something to put at the bottom of the list. It's so, so bad we can say <laughs> Bell's magical world now. Yeah, we yeah. Were... No, it cured me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Bell's magical world now, I think. You know, I think I I might just watch it tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to, to just like to wash see, off the stink. Is... Yeah, and when, when you do, what are you going to be listening to? Ooh. <laughs> well, well <clears throat> yeah. Well, first things first. Yeah. Um, so to drink with this movie, just like straight <laughs> Which bourbon. you need straight to. Straight bourbon. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I mean. Good. Or you <laughs> just, can choose the Atlantis Black IPA. Oh. Atlantis, a fabled island in the Atlantic that, according to legend, sank beneath the sea west of Gibraltar. Whether you're celebrating lost cities under the sea or shooting for low Earth orbit, take Atlantis along for the ride. Atlantis is a smooth and hoppy black ale with just a whisper of cherry wood smoke. Ooh. We think Poseidon would approve. <laughs> so going to so they're trying to market to Jeff Bezos? <laughs> like yeah, who's gonna possibly. take a beer to low earth orbit? I guess you're just so drunk you feel like I don't know. Uh, yeah. You do need to be like just hammered out of your mind in order to even really just to press press play on this movie. If unless you have a podcast, <laughs> can you hear you all do. of us just like <laughs> sighing dejectedly? So, yes, I honestly here I is this, is this, this so bad? Done. Is this so bad that people actually need to see how bad it is? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't watch the whole thing. I I would not recommend. Any, I, I would I, honest. I would watch this as punishment. You know, when the education industry isn't going well, I'd just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on a movie, but it's not gonna be a reward at all. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna watch it. Yep. <laughs> and there's gonna I, be I'm, questions. Another shout out to the Coop family because had it not been for the validation I got, you would not have heard this description. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coops. Yeah. Um, here's what you're going to eat. Get ready. <laughs> you <drove> your own <laughs> You ruined the surprise, Dan. <laughs> 
But it's actually black beans <laughs> with oregano. Oh, God. Except for you took a shit in it. Yep. And now oh. you have to eat it. And that's the meal. Yeah. <laughs> I started down a road on the music. I'm going to save what I was going to do for another time because it can kind of be used anywhere. I, I went... Oh wait, no. One of the many Jimmy rabbit holes that I went here. one of the many rabbit holes Sorry. that I went down just to distract myself from this <laughs> was I noticed, oh, this was made in 2003, and that was like peak uh rock rap. Like what were you doing oh. in 2003, Dan? I was should we talk about what could we talk sure, about what each other? Sure, <laughs> mine's mine's not depressing this time. Um <laughs> I was actually discovering um, karaoke, which mm. I learned to enjoy greatly. And as an extension, I think I figured out how I could be social and meet people, which oh. I was pretty much oh. convinced I wasn't able to do before I was put in a situation where I was, had a reason to. So, so it was kind of a, it was a, it was a nice little entry into, and so some things that I ended up doing seven nights a week. Um, yeah. And you built a really seven good friend a week? group. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Built Fun. a good friend group, friend group and all that. Um, what were you doing, Jimmy? 2003, I had just moved to the state of Georgia. I mm. drove across the country with my now wife, then girlfriend. And, uh, yeah, I, I, we left, it was in the fall and I had, you know, I'd living in California. I was living in the guest room off of the garage in the, the city that. of orange, very dusty on account of the freeway next door. Um, but yeah, I, so I packed up my stuff in a, in a U-Haul or a rider truck and drove across the country and, um, yeah, it was Have interesting. Have a look back. <laughs> What's that? And haven't looked back one bit. Haven't looked back. And then, um, <laughs> but we, so the, the interesting, so, so Georgia is very lush and green, you know, you, you, and I was Googling pictures of Georgia and just everything is so bright and green. And I found an apartment that did the, the, my back patio was like a forest. There was nothing and it was preserved oh, ground. So they weren't going to develop it. So it was just, was exactly like postcard exactly what i wanted and um the the seasons there are seasons here which you don't get so much in california in southern california no. um so i moved in the in the fall so just kind of at the beginning of the fall so it's still very lush and then a couple months later all the leaves go away <laughs> and it wasn't until like 4 months after i moved here that i realized there was a 24 screen multiplex <laughs> behind me that I couldn't see on account of all the trees, <laughs> <laughs> but found a new movie theater. The there you end. go. Nice. Beautiful. Audrey, what were you doing? Uh, 2003. Nope. I was 13 or mm-hmm. 12. Oh, wait. Depends on what time of the year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, oh, by April. <laughs> I think this part was kept, I think we we kept yeah. this part of that. Yeah, I know. Well, uh I might have been in 8th grade at this point. So in November. March. 
<laughs> in November, I would have been, I mean, what day in November? November 1st. November 1st. <laughs> November 1st, I would have been 12. November 30th. And in what grade? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you guys. Gosh, it was so long ago. Um, I was, I graduated high school in 2009. So nine minus five would have been 2000. Anyway. <laughs> Four. 2004. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, say KKK. No, <laughs> just like, okay, this okay. Is a subliminal okay, okay. thing. <laughs> Guys, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, so Dan, what are we so, looking at? So, musically, I went down a rabbit hole just to <laughs> maintain any kind of sanity. And I remembered, oh, wow, this was that like peak nickelback, like that kind of like truck nut sort of stuff. <laughs> and like, <laughs> So, and by the way, a lot of these songs were sung at karaoke, which is hilarious. Um, and I just wanted to do a little quick review of a couple. Let's, let's just remember, let's remember <laughs> some of the songs that were, that were popular then. We got some Evanescence. Now by the way, if you're listening to this music now and you didn't listen to that music, this music at that time, you are this is it's a giant self report and you need to stop <laughs> i liked evanescence well, a couple of songs time, yeah. at the time i mean it was and, different well and you get a free pass cuz you're a theater major oh uh, is that right oh yeah theater theater majors get a free pass with evanescence cuz it's totally I, we got to get to the parts of rock um while we're doing while we're doing that, let's go ahead and throw in some... Oh, I got rid of it. Um, let's see what... Oh, wait. We're almost there. Okay. Here we go. Oh, okay. And then, and then they have this, this moment where it's like, is it going to blow up? Or is it going to be this coasty, like, reverb thing? Is she finding the light? Is she finding the place that she's looking for? Oh, is it going to happen? I don't know. It might not happen in this song. Is this the one that wake me up? Wake me up. That's, 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 yeah, that, yeah, basically they're like the ace of bass of that sound where it's it's like every song does that. Here's, uh, Somewhere I Belong by Linkin Park. Oh my god, I loved Linkin Park. (laughs) Do you still love them? I loved. Okay, perfect. Um, I love it. Then you're fine. You're fine. Once again, if you're still pressing play on this song, (laughs) you are self-reporting and you need to stop. People in your life won't tell you this. I'm telling you this. I'm your podcast friend. That song freaking rocks. Wait a minute. No! But yeah. (laughs) I'm (laughs) self-reporting. I was just thinking to myself, like, I'm going to definitely listen to more of this music. Yeah. <laughs> or tomorrow. No, tomorrow I'm going to go way back. It's going to be all Lincoln Park all day. But he, you're a, oh my God, what a great album. But you listen, th- you've, you, you've moved on. This isn't like still like no, your main. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. If oh. this is the center of your musical taste in 2021, uh, Stop. <laughs> wow, Dan, you're so judgy of people's musical taste. What the I've not listened to anything that I meant. <laughs> and then we got some Nickelback. 
beautiful. <laughs> this is what you, you need to be saying to yourself when you're listening to this music. How the hell did I end up like this? Oh, turn would come out. I'm gonna find all the fine things underwater. It's like it, it, it doesn't become more meaningful or more intense. Just because it sounds like you cannot pinch off this low. <laughs> like, <laughs> this. But what about was, when you're. When the loaf is on fire? Well, that's when you hit, get this. <laughs> what about Screamo? That kind of lyric is. How do you. <laughs> what kind of poop metaphor can you make for. Death metal lyrics. Death metal. So death metal, I actually have made peace with because, as someone who enjoys ambient music, it, it's mm. it's basically just ambient music where the ambience is like anger. This oh, is just yeah. this is just. I ate too much cheese and like. <laughs> my, oh my gosh, Dan! Stop. stop. The girl I like that works at the Target hasn't returned my text. You know, like. Here, Dan. I, here, I'd like to do this real quick. Yeah. Okay. Hit. Get ready for that Nickelback music cue. Okay. 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 Ready. Mm-hmm. Kita returns the spear to Atlantis. Kita gives the speech to her people and decides to use the spear to share the light of Atlantis with the world. She does, and the kingdom of Atlantis rises to the surface for all to see. The end. <laughs> 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 That's the movie. That's the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That is 100% the movie. Dan, you nailed this. This has. Why didn't they use this? Wait, hey, look, if you work for a movie company and you need a, uh, <laughs> a music. Uh, Supervisor, oh like I'm, I'm your person. You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> this song is this movie. Can we just let this play out for the rest yeah. of the episode? Call yeah, I think. <laughs> yep. So make sure to listen to our other shows. We have Ears Up podcast. We have Ears Up in depth. I think still a thing. Uh, the Supreme Resort. Howdy. This is Jeff Bezos. Now that these podcasts are available on Amazon, I cannot allow this song to continue. But here is some royalty-free music that is almost exactly the same. Enjoy, peasants. We've got a new episode coming out that you already heard, Peter Pan. Yep. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, Very Annual Pass Holders is going to have to change its name. We're thinking DreamWorks. Ooh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, listen to DreamWorks. Uh, the milk, milk, lemonade around the corner of Bamba Milk. Uh, and call concierge, 856 our ears Audrey, our very own Audrey, not the Latin stereotype from this movie, <laughs> booked a trip through concierge. I the did. last time we recorded in San Diego in Dan's backyard, Audrey yes. booked a trip to, with a good neighbor hotel, and we found, did some independent research, and had Audrey gone on to Disneyland's website and bought tickets, and then gone onto this hotel's website and bought room, she saved money like in the hundreds of dollars range money by booking through concierge so even if you're a pro 
call the concierge. I think people are getting turned off by this music. Uh, no, I think, I think it's just the opposite. I think there's babies getting made right now. <laughs> yeah, concierge was an amazingly easy service to like use. Right. Yeah, I recommend. And, you know, like me, even though you could very easily book these things for yourselves, you, uh, you, you very easily you? could, but, but just like me, um, you will call concierge like I do every time. They're right. all terribly excited to help you, too. They're, like, cool people. I mean, I'm using the word they, but, I mean, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, and concierge, concierge is more than just Jimmy, but if you're a listener to our podcast, you might not realize. Yeah, you may <laughs> yes. not realize it because I'm going to be the one booking your vacation. Yep. So if you want to talk to me about Disney parks and work out with me, <laughs> and let me do all the work for you, Yeah, uh, I'm and- happy to do it. And if you want to give them shit for liking some movies that are terrible, feel free to do that. That's true. That's <laughs> an added bonus for calling 856-HOUR-EARS. Concierge.com. He will or be wearing can, human clothing. Or you can reach me at jhunt at concierge.com. By the way, I got an email from a listener to jhunt at concierge.com. Mm. And yeah, I worked through, we, uh, we talked about, she had already booked everything, which is great. She figured all the reservations out on her own. Uh, this is Abby and Abby has some dietary restrictions and she's like, what am I going to do? And I was like, well, you know what? You know, play with the app. We talked about doing the, the boarding groups. I explained all that to her. And then I was like, just play with the app. If you search the word vegan or you search the word gluten, It'll pull up all the restaurants that have that word in their description of the menu. So I just took a snapshot of a random menu. It's like gluten, wheat, allergy concerns, Dang. whatever. So it's, it's very useful. And she, she, uh, texted me the next day saying, Oh my gosh, that was so easy. And everything you said was, was right. And the, and I went on and tried to do the boarding groups and she was just doing practice. Like she wasn't even there and she was practicing. So hope Abby has a good time at Disneyland. Yeah. Now I will tell you why I don't feel. Yep. <laughs> 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 we thought we were safe. <laughs> I'm ser- I'm gonna watch the last like couple minutes of the movie and have these songs ready to go. <laughs> and I, I want to see how well it fits. It's going to fit perfectly. It's, it is. <laughs> um, also, guys, uh, Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash coveyers to get your weenie shirt. Ooh, weenie shirts are a big hit. And by the way, our friend Natalie from Disneyland designed the shirt and she gets <laughs> she gets uh, half the proceeds. So if you buy a, a weenie shirt, not only are you supporting the Ears Up Network, but you're all supporting a... Uh, an artist. Hell yeah. You're supporting yeah, do a local artist. So buy your weenie masks, your weenie t-shirts, anything that has the weenie logo. <laughs> it's um, the, the masks are not made out of hot dogs. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> now weenie. there's an no. idea. Ooh. That was Chew great. your way free. <laughs> Chew your way to freedom. <laughs> oh my God. We need to make a weenie mask. Chew your way to freedom. <laughs> made out of hot dogs. Oh, oh boy. All right. I think this uh, movie has successfully broken us. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene would wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here wearing my hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chewing my way to freedom. 
the sodium's gonna kill me. <laughs> Tricks on you. My, my, my blood's seventy percent sodium. <laughs> AOC. <laughs> AOC's making the Taliban take over in Afghanistan. Oh no. Okay, well, you can find me on Instagram. Yeah, that's nerdry. Nerdry. Uh, Dan at ears.podcast.com. Uh, yeah. And we are officially broken. I don't even want to look at what the next movie is. <laughs> Wait, power ranking. This is this the, bottom, at the bottom. The end. <laughs> yeah, just and, move everything up one. Yep. <laughs> and um, until next time. You ready? <laughs> I don't have the thing ready. Well, I'm trying to end it. Uh, because remember we tried to do this live in person, and I don't yeah. think we nailed it either. Okay. Three, okay. two, one. Be, be kind. And wake me up. I can't wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Yo, 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 what up, homies? It's your old friend, the Main Street DJ, and I'm back and better than ever. August has been real tight, lit, and dope month for Disney. Full of all the drip. It's been a real meme, you dick. That's why us here at Scraping the Vault of the Supreme Resort are so rad hip excited to introduce our new digital app to experience your podcast listening experience. It's Asher Plus. That's right. Now Asher can be with you wherever you go. He'll be right there with you every step of the way to help you be the coolest and realest kid at your school with awesome pro tips. Here's just a few examples. This lunch line is probably going to be a lot shorter in about five minutes. But they also might run out of apple slices. Your pick. Yo. What's up? There's a sale on purple stuff right now at Ralph's. No membership needed. But we all know that the coolest kids are in the Ralph's club. Hey dude, if you look really hard you can see Mrs. Gooberman's camel toe. And for the low price of $13.97 per day per ticket, per person, per lifetime, per entry, you can unlock cool and real Disney Parks tips that Asher has saved just for you. The ghosts in the Haunted Mansion are just lasers. When I was a kid I thought the Tiki Room was lame. Now I know it's a great place to scope out the hotties. My grandma says the pancakes at Frontierland taste like Nancy Pelosi. Plus, you'll get access to exclusive Asher takes that have been deemed too cool and real for the Supreme Resort. My dad says that the showgirls at the Golden Horseshoe never give you their real phone number. My wiener is bigger than Thunder Mountain. Nigel Channing is a chode. 
one time we tricked CJ into taking Angel Dust and he freaked out on Alice in Wonderland. He was grounded for a whole month. One time my dad shut down the bathroom at City Hall after trying to get his money's worth at Captain Kit. I dare you to stick a churro in your butthole. Chicken? So get ready, because Asher Plus is coming your way. When? We don't know. But apparently, he's already in there somewhere, whether you want it or not. Also, he knows your location. All the time. It's lit, yo. Just like you. Like real, real. My little sister sharded on Thunder Mountain. 